0: Good evening. It's seven p.m. October eleventh. <laughs> and this is a Halloween edition of All About Wine. <laughs> is off this week in the meantime we have unearthed a mysterious and spooky show from the archives (laughs) the dust has been brushed off and we present to you this haunting show from october 2015 with wine and spirits and special guest, joy neighbors, of joy's joy of wine, and of grave interest.
1: <laughs> <coughs>
0: so sit back, and leave the lights on, and enjoy.
2: <laughs> this is all about wine on blog talk radio the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009 featuring winemaker cellar master vineyardist and tasting expert ron basically
3: what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing
2: and more friendly from coast to coast and around the world.
3: You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I just, <laughs> I love that.
2: Call our guest line at any time during the live show at area code 646-727-3235. And let's talk about wine. Again, the phone number to call is 646-727-3235. And now, all about wine is on. Here's Ron.
1: Hello,
3: Joy. Welcome back to the show.
4: Hey, Ron. How are you? Doing great. And you? Doing very well. And I'm Good. glad to hear we're live. That helped. Yes. Oh. <laughs> well,
3: I'm always thinking people's going to call in and say, oh, I want to talk to them, and not realize that they're on archives. And so, you know. Yeah, I hear it. Yeah. yeah I've got Be to sure to get us Mm-hmm. So uh, Mike is it. back with us. I uh, he uh, he just confessed that he hasn't had the opportunity to visit graveyards like he likes to do. But uh, uh, so
5: yeah, it's been a it's been slow, but I'm, I'm I need to get back into it. So
4: yes, you That's do. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, very cool. Well, it's good you're here though.
1: <laughs> Still have the interest. Uh,
5: well, let's. Uh,
3: Uh, So, So, Joy emailed me and said that she has found lots of new haunted places and uh, some uh, scary places and different things that she can talk to us about. So, Joy, let's uh, let's jump right into the media things. And again, this is October. All of you listeners out there, October, we always try to do our haunted show. And uh, Joy's always a great guest for that since she uh does her a grave interest blog which if you are not tuned into it or you don't subscribe that's if you're interested in cemeteries and all the different things of that that is a great blog. I check it out every week and it's really uh interesting even though I'm not into cemeteries and stuff but it is an interesting blog. So So well, Joy uh, rolling heads in Dark Hollow.
4: Yes. Oh, oh this is this is cool. Uh, And it is actually um, near where I grew up, which is uh, Vincennes, Indiana. It's George Rogers Clark and William Henry Harrison and all those people came through the area. And there also are um, ghost stories. There are some great legends connected to the Knox County, Indiana, Lawrence County, Illinois um, area, which is... Divided by the Wabash River. Mm-hmm. So uh, this the the haunting at Dark Hollow was actually in Lawrence County, Illinois. And uh, it's where, if anyone knows this region at all, or you might have heard of the Red Skelton Bridge. Red Skelton was born and raised in Vincennes. So they named a bridge after him, although I think they tore his house down. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, this, yeah, I know, it's kind of like, oh, well, all right, whatever. <laughs> this is one of those um, ravines that's always shady. It's got the huge trees, but there is always, you know, kind of a weird feeling. And this is a legend about a Frenchman who, Vincennes, is very, very French. And the Frenchman was traveling south on this trail. And he was wanting to get to Vincennes in time for Mass. He was going on Holy Thursday. And as he approached what they called the Dark Hollow, Indians ambushed him. And they cut off his head. But they became fearful, and they didn't scalp him. Because the man's horse bolted at the time, and the man's head started rolling after his horse and body. Oh. So the Indians are a little are a little freaked out by this whole thing. Uh, it was it was sometime later that hunters came along and they found the mutilated corpse. And they were, it's a little it's a little pastime for burying here. So what they basically did um, was they took the horse and went back into the community. Well, there are still rumors to this day. That on Holy Thursday evening, when the sky has storms approaching, you know, and you've got that weird kind of electric feel, the Frenchman's head can still be found rolling along in this ravine. <laughs> and it's bumping and bouncing along in the dark hollow, and he's still searching for the Indians who ended his life there. Ah. Uh, yeah, I thought I grew up with that. Like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah,
3: do do ghosts do that? Try to find their cause of their ghostliness? I mean, I don't know. That just you know, it's a, <laughs> you know, because you hear a well, lot I, of stories.
4: Yeah, that they, that they haunt something um, where business is unfinished, or where they have. Uh, you know, met a, a tragic end, an unexpected end. And supposedly they hang around there for a while. They're just, some are not sure that they've passed on. Uh, some have a little bit of a grudge, so <laughs> they're not yeah. ready to pass on. And it's kind yeah. of, you know, that, that combination of what what draws them there, what keeps them there. Ah. Yeah, that's, that's when I grew up with.
3: Yeah, you know, there, you hear ghost stories all over the place and all different things like that. And uh, I think every area has their own little ghost stories, uh, which you know, which makes it fun. I always tell people that October is our ghost story month, and there's a lot of haunted areas and haunted wineries in the country and all that. And people are always amazed, and I don't know why, because <laughs> there's a lot of them. I, it's, there's so many of them around
4: are. And like you said, this is the time of year where you want to get them out and tell the stories, because this is when they're the most potent.
3: That's true. That's true. That's when people expect it. I I have to back up a little bit. We talked to you in April, uh, Mm -hmm. back when you were getting ready to start uh, some tours and stuff like that. And you wrote that you haven't gotten them up and going. Uh, But I want to revisit that. Is... uh, uh, are you still going to be looking at doing the, the bus tours to different places, or is that put on the back burner no, for some I am.
1: time? It's,
4: it's one of those things that, you know, I get it out and, and dust it off, and suddenly I get a new writing gig, and I go, oh, okay, there's three months I've got to put it away. So, <laughs> so I'm doing that. It's like, oh, okay, well, I want to do the writing thing. But, yes, it is it is most definitely something I am going to do. <laughs> but uh. stuff just Falling in my lap, and I keep going, oh, you know, and I'm off again. So.
3: Well, there was there were so many great tours that you had planned, though, and you know, and it know.
4: seems
3: sad that we, you know, you haven't done that yet. <laughs> but uh,
4: I keep getting these writing gigs. <laughs>
3: yeah, I know,
1: I know. Yeah, you know, so. Know,
4: I will do it, and uh, I have oh my boy probably another thirty great. Tourist plan. <laughs> when that, yeah, I do. It's like, oh, oh, this would be really good, and I, I, you know, script out another one, and it's like, oh, but I have to go over here now. Something shiny. So yeah, it, it will happen. <laughs> you will be one of the first to know when it happens.
1: Oh, good. Well,
4: those you know, I at mean, the road.
3: All the people that we try to tell to go up there and take your tours now, and they're you all know. just sitting around hotels waiting for the tourists to start. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you know.
4: Oh, if that were true, give me a call. We'll have a bus going next weekend.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, that's too bad. But there's, you know, there was great tours. I mean, I was excited. Mike was excited. We were all just getting all, you know, hyped about the the tours you had planned because they all looked great. And so, uh, you know, when I read that you haven't gotten them going yet, I was somewhat disappointed. But I understand your writing gigs, you know, is, is a... As they loved, so you would of course uh, jump on that every chance you got.
4: Yeah, but but I will do the tours. It just it's yeah. not quite materialized yet.
3: All right. Well, keep us informed on those. That's that's always something that you know I've I've mentioned here and there on the programs over the months. I didn't realize that they weren't really oh, going. Oh, I yet.
4: appreciate it. Well, I
3: yeah. Well, yeah.
4: My like bad, I but I will get them done.
3: <laughs> you got people sitting in hotels up there waiting, and so.
4: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> ah. So, Purple Heads in St. Francisville?
4: Yes, yes. Um, now, St. Francisville is in uh, southern Illinois, and this is actually a bridge. And I don't know what it is, but bridges seem to attract a lot of paranormal activity. Huh. Uh, I mean, there there are haunted bridges all over the country, and huh. it's you know it's kind of of my thought on it, but it's you're crossing a bridge, you're crossing over from one point to another, and I kind of wondered if that aspect didn't you know sort of lead to a paranormal pull there that might trap someone's spirit who died on the bridge or close to the bridge, something like that, or jumped that. off. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. They unfortunately seem to do a lot of that here too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Th-
4: this is a legend that it has been kept, um, pardon the pun, alive for centuries, and it's kind of a rite of passage for the university students, and it's it's the Purple Head Bridge, and the whole thing is to get in a car and drive up to the. And this is this is a freaky bridge. I'm not kidding you. This used to be for a horse and buggy,
1: uh-huh. and
4: they didn't want to tear it down when vehicles started going. So what they did is they laid um, wood across it,
1: uh-huh.
4: and you it's a one-laner, and you can drive your vehicle across. You pay the toll, which uh-huh. there is someone uh, in a little toll shack, and you pay your toll either before you cross or after you cross, and it's it's a dollar to cross the bridge. Mm-hmm. Now the bridge is is um, it's had a lot of repair done because it was not in the best of shape. Uh, after it was it was horse and buggy, they actually really reinforced it and used it for a short time for trains.
2: And then wow. they
4: had uh, a train derail and it suddenly became for vehicles, which kind of makes you go. No. That doesn't sound like the smartest thing to do. That's yeah, really Yeah, Yeah, and it's it's known uh as the Purple Head Bridge. It's known as the Wabash Cannonball Bridge. And it's uh-huh. also known by the people who currently run the the little um toll shack and that's Stangles Bridge. So but but what most people um remember at least from their college days is Purple Head. And they built the bridge in the late 1800s, and then what they basically, the legends, they kind of vary. Uh, The earliest folklore uh, would actually date more toward the mid-1800s, and involves uh, a Native American uh, shaman who was killed in a skirmish, and his people attempted to locate his body, but it had drifted downriver and they couldn't find it, so he wasn't buried. And Mm. since he was denied a proper burial, his spirit would be cursed to wander the riverbank, and he would be eternally trapped to the earthly bonds. Uh So that's one of the legends is it's it's the shaman who's wandering looking for his body. Uh, Another legend says uh, it's based in a lynching. And it tells the tale of when a body was thrown from the bridge on a noose and left to swing beneath the trestle. Uh-huh. But when it went over the side the rope kind of got entangled in something, the body was decapitated, the head surfaced farther down the road and it or down the river and it, it floats away and no one ever finds it. But uh-huh. on certain nights the bloated head will rise, the purple head and then there is yet one more of the train derailment which happened uh 186 or excuse me 1916. And there were four railroad men who were drowned. The bridge just collapsed. Two of wow. the bodies were found intact and two were found of course decapitated. Ah. So there again is the story of the purple head. Rising from the mist on certain nights, and it just has to be the right night and the right circumstances. And usually, it's it should be raining or storming, and you should be standing in the middle of this bridge. Oh, it so yeah, I, I, I've never stormy. quite um never quite followed that one through, but you yeah. will see uh, a purple hand. That comes extending out of the water, and then it is followed by the bloated purple head that <laughs> rises up and floats toward you. And it's pleading for help in locating the rest of its remains. Any number of so, them. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. You, you know, it, it would be rather interesting if several decided to appear on the same night, but I haven't heard yes, of that happening. That would be quite a... Just mentioned
3: jumping off bridges, you know, and goes. I I I can't help but think San Francisco and the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, that was it, it has been famous for suicides for years and years, um, and they actually they built a fence uh, up so you can't do it now. But I wonder if there is any hauntings around the San Francisco uh, Golden Gate Bridge, because of people who's, well, I don't know, because you think, you know, they're, but, you know, a lot of lost souls, a lot of uh, uh, lost people would do, you know, would jump off. And so maybe there are uh, hauntings around the Golden Gate Bridge.
4: That's That's an interesting thought.
3: Yeah, or even the skyway bridge here in here in uh, the Tampa area the skyway bridge a lot of people have jumped off of that and uh i wonder if there's any sightings of uh paranormal activity as they call it uh around any of these bridges and there's quite a few around the country i think you know new york the uh um uh, uh, what is the famous bridge there? i can't think of it right now but brooklyn, brooklyn? bridge i think the Brooklyn Bridge. There's been, you know, numerous suicides off of that. And I wonder if there's, if there is hauntings around. You mentioned that bridges are are pretty common to find hauntings. I wonder if there is hauntings around all these bridges that are so famous and that have attracted so many uh, people to, uh, you know, commit suicide. I I don't know. I just that's, I'm looking at. Cool. Uh,
5: looking at the death toll there have been more than 1700 confirmed suicides these are confirmed ones uh from the Golden Gate Bridge since it opened in
1: 1937
5: there yeah. you and in 2014 37 people jumped off the bridge wow. and 162 162 others were stopped by the bridge patrol and California Highway Patrol officers so uh oh. yeah it- it was uh yeah, that's it's the second uh where it was it, second uh most I don't know if you call it popular spot, but uh um in the in the world. So yeah. Um wow. seventeen hundred, that's a
3: lot. Um, but yeah, I mean with you know, seventeen hundred and all those years, I am sure that there has to be some some uh lost spirits or, or wandering spirits around that area because of that.
4: or, or even just residual, you know, feelings left there.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, uh, or even those who have uh, committed suicide off the bridge there and the loved ones of those whose spirits end up there looking for them. I, you know, but you don't yeah. hear about it. That's just what's so odd about it. You would it think is. It would be something that you, you would hear reports every once in a while or something would come up about a, a sighting on, I mean, that's a lot of people over the years, and you would think that souls at unrest would uh, be noticed.
4: Exactly. I don't
3: know, just a thought that occurred to me. I mean, you, know, you mentioned bridges are very popular for yeah. for haunting. Well, they are. And, you know, I mean, if you commit suicide, it's you, you, the, the, the spirit of the soul being so lost to, to do that would... Almost be perfect for uh, haunting or remaining on that site. I don't know. I just, you know.
4: Uh. Yeah. Well, you mentioned California. Um, now, another big draw is the Hollywood sign in L.A. Mm. And that's, okay. you know, there was um, an actress, uh, and I don't know if I'm going to get her name right, Peg um, Ent- Entwist. And I'm probably messing up her pronunciation. Um, But she was an aspiring actress. It was the early 30s. And she went to Hollywood, you know, to become famous. And she did, uh, I think it was one film. And she's actually known as the Hollywood Sign Girl. Because she jumped from the eight. And it was it was one of those you know situations that it's not only did that happen to her, she she married um, Robert Keith, who was hmm. a New York actor. So you know she did some some Broadway plays, uh, and it, her marriage didn't last very long, and then she moved to L.A. Uh, And she had adopted the son uh, of Robert Keith, who was Brian Keith, who was in um, Family Affair.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, you know, she had this this basically situation of where the agents were not coming and calling, and, and she had one great run, one great film, and that was it. And she got impatient, and she wanted, you know, she felt like she was never going to make it, and she didn't give it very much time before she plunged off the H of the Hollywood sign. And then it's like the tragedy continued because it was, um, oh, gosh, in in the late 90s, uh, and Brian Keith, the uh, Uncle Bill from Family right. Affair in the 60s, um. He had killed himself as suicide, and then his daughter, uh, this would have been Peg's step-granddaughter, ended her life by suicide. Wow. So it was it was that odd, um, she kills herself, her stepson later takes his own life, and her step-granddaughter takes her own life. So it's really a tragedy upon a tragedy upon a tragedy.
3: Yeah, wow. Uh, I uh I never realized that the Hollywood sign was a uh was used uh as that much for suicide. I know the Golden Gate yeah. Bridge is one of the famous ones as is the Skyway Bridge down here in in Tampa, but uh the uh Hollywood sign, huh? That's
4: they, they I, actually, um, now I don't know if they still have it because I, they have a fence and all of this, but at one point in time they actually had patrolmen who made nightly passes to keep people away from the fences and climbing the fences to jump off the sign.
3: Hmm. Wow. Well, like yes. Mike just said, you know, the, the fence oh. on the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, it's really, you know, they're patrolling that and it really doesn't stop people. Yeah. So. You know, I think I guess, if
4: you're if you're determined and in that frame of mind, it doesn't matter.
3: Yeah, it, it really doesn't. You'll find a way. But you know, and again, I go back to it. Since we're talking about ghosts, why do we not hear more about the haunted bridges all over in these these lost souls that are committing suicide? That's that's something that you know i I, I would think that that would be ongoing stories for those who. Are aware of it? I mean, obviously, the people who are not into the ghosts and don't think it's really happening would sort of uh, add it. But you know, the those who are aware of ghosts and who are looking for it would think that those would pop up. Those stories would pop up often. Don't know yeah, why. It,
4: it seems that every state has a haunted bridge story. Yeah, some several. Uh, but it's it's more regional thing, you know. I I had actually never thought about the Golden Gate Bridge, but but um, the bridge in Florida I had never heard of, so that wasn't something that I would say. Oh, I know that story. So it's almost mm-hmm. like you keep your regional haunted bridge stories in your area. Yeah, and
1: well, mostly right.
4: they're they're dating back to the to the seventeen and 1800s. You don't hear much past you know the the Middle part of the last century, it's almost like it's a little bit of a taboo to go into something that recent. But but the 19th century and the, and the first part of the 20th, there are still the stories that that make the rounds. And that's funny.
3: You're right, though. You don't hear about the ones, in, you know, because you know, I mean, there there are. Wow. I, yeah, I, and I'm thinking like plane crashes. These these are. Lies that were taken suddenly that I'm sure is not ready to leave earth and so the spirits would probably stay around and and try to find themselves to the, to pass on or something, whatever you know, and we don't hear anything about sites with, of you know, like plane crashes or train crashes or some of the stuff like that that would have a lot of lost souls there so, huh, that's
4: and, and we're talking bridges, another, um, covered bridges. Oh, the the stories uh, around, in Indiana there is Park County, which is the covered bridge capital of the world. I, they is have it? Uh, Yes, they have, I think, close to 30 covered bridges wow. in a 2 county area that, that are still intact, and they are maintaining them very well. Uh, but there are so many stories about the different bridges that are haunted. And, you know, you they have um, – actually, it's going on right now. They have their Covered Bridge Festival that goes two weeks <laughs> in October. I know, it was a great seg, and I didn't really intend to do that. But yeah, what a great bus story. tour.
3: Oh, wait, yeah, no, yet? you're not
1: doing it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. But it's like every third bridge has a story. There was a haunting, you know, there's there's – you can stand on it and hear the haunted – uh, horse hooves coming across, or you can oh. you can hear someone scream and jump, and you can hear the <laughs> swing under the bridge. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh.
4: All of these stories, but nothing is recent. Even though they're still there, nothing is recent. It's all back in the 1800s. That's, that's, so maybe that's... it's because it's safer for us to look back and go, oh, well, that's an old ghost story. It's not something that's that's current or that's happened in our lifetimes where we can go, oh, wow, I I remember that.
3: Yeah, maybe so. You know, you're absolutely right because, you know, I don't know. Maybe because of modern times and our skepticism of everything now and, you know, we've we've lost that that wonderment of ghosts and uh, things being haunted and everything. It's just, uh, you know.
4: Well, you know, you don't hear about Nessie anymore. No, the Loch Ness monster is yeah. is kind of gone. Right yeah. up there with Bigfoot and <laughs> UFOs yeah. and yeah. all that stuff is just you know we've got GPS and and we have satellites and it took all the all the mystery away.
3: All, all the all the wonderment away. Yes, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> that's sad. Well, pause for no. a moment to to be sad. <laughs>
4: To scare yourself with
3: that? <laughs> yeah, you know, and and but you know, you, you, huh? That's that's funny because most of the haunted wineries we talk to are older haunted wineries. They're not uh, not anything new. I mean, like the, you know, I'm going to revisit some of the old ones that, that we've talked to in the past. Hopefully, over the next couple of weeks, and and most of those are haunted back at the turn of the century and stuff like that. So it's uh, it, it's maybe we. Like you say, don't want to acknowledge it now, but the ghostbusters the ghost hunters rather the ghost hunters out there uh sci fi channel is always going out to different places and getting you know responses and getting things like this and uh and so they're saying, yes, they're out there, it's just a matter of you know accepting the fact that they are out there uh, I don't know.
4: Ghost group. Um they call themselves the Willard Library Ghost Chatters. And it, <laughs> in, it, <laughs> it's in a cute name. Um they every year get together they come from all over the country and Canada. Oh. And wow. they all get together and they will meet for a weekend near the end of October in Evansville, Indiana. And they go to Willard Library and they're in search of the gray lady. And the library was actually built in the 1880s. And uh, the businessman that built it was named Willard Carpenter. Now, why they didn't call it the Carpenter Library, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He called it by his first name. So it's the Willard Library. And he basically said he wanted a library for people of any class uh, that was free of charge that they could use. So what they built was this very grand three story Victorian gothic as it would happen house. Uh it's actually the oldest public library in Indiana, so it's it's got a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. And the um the ghost chatters have estimated that there's up to eight entities that reside there, but the main one is the gray lady. And they're not really sure who the gray lady Is Uh, Some say it's the spirit of Willard's daughter, Louise, and she's supposedly not happy that he left the bulk of his fortune to the library. (laughs) But uh, it's also believed that the gray lady could be the spirit of a former children's librarian who just wasn't ready to check out yet. So. They say that the gray lady moves furniture around. She rearranges <laughs> the books. Uh, footsteps can be heard walking throughout the building. Uh, wow. You can get uh, it's the scent of lavender or lilac perfume if you're going down the main staircase, or you may walk through a cold spot as you're walking through the house. And this is just this is a gorgeous, gorgeous old house. And she also has a thing for. Redheads, which oh. I personally experienced. <laughs> um, I was there, and I did not know at the time the library was haunted. But I went to a genealogy, an all-day session, and I went into uh, what they call the Baylor Room, did not know that this was her favorite place, and I'm late, okay, I, you know, I got too busy looking at other stuff, so I come in a little late, everybody's seated, the woman's giving her talk about, you know, having German ancestors and I'm having to do that, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me, till I get to a chair and sit down. And I got out my notepad, you know, and I'm writing all this down. And I felt a light stroke to the back of my hair. And, you know, I spin around and I look at the people behind me with, as my husband <laughs> would call the laser beams of hate (laughs) and it was that I mean they're all going what what did somebody touch my hair and and, no no okay well we're maybe 10 minutes into this and I feel a little more pressure as they kind of tug my hair and I'm looking to my left and I'm looking to my right and these people are going we didn't do anything well the third time I the poor speaker. The third time I just stood up and said, "Who touched my hair?" And everybody in this entire room is looking at me with that, ah, uh, she didn't take her meds. Did she? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that astounded look. And I thought, I don't know what this is. This is you know, this is weird. So, when it's over, everybody parted and let me leave. And I go to the librarian's desk and I said, "Okay, You're going to think this is kind of bizarre, but three times in an hour-long session, I had someone touch the back of my hair. And the two librarians look at each other, and they laugh, and and the one woman says, Well, that was the gray lady. (laughs) Okay, so who is the gray lady? (laughs) So I had to write about her. This was just too cool. And they actually, this this is such a great library, they have free Grey Lady tours in October. Mm-hmm. And you can sign up. Um, they uh, You have to make reservations. They always are more people going than they have space for. Uh-huh. But they take you in in the evening and let you walk through and tell you the stories of what has happened and where she's been and different encounters. Uh, and the ghost chatters actually have pictures. Uh, you can go on Facebook to Willard Library Ghost Chatters, and you can see uh, there are cameras running 24-7 in the library. And oh. they will go through these these tapes and see. You know, it's, here's an image. Uh, here's what looks like a woman. You know, what is the blur here? The library has two ghost cams uh, that run all the time. One is called libraryghost.com, and one is com. People get on there from all around the world. So these are monitored all the time. And if they see something flit through or they see something that doesn't make sense, then someone will point that out and they will start looking at that at that snapshot of the video trying to figure out what it is. And they have really come up with some cool stuff. So wow. you can hit any of those three sites and and just kind of go, oh, <laughs> because it's really cool. And you can watch yourself. You can watch the tours go through. You can watch it two in the morning and see if something flips past a camera or or something moves oddly. But that I, I had an actual experience with. So
1: <laughs> oh, someone wow. is
4: there. Yeah. and you know it's it's. It's cool. It's really kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, you
3: know, I it, it's I have to tell you my uh, story, a ghost encounter. and I met uh, my uh, my wife, and uh, she told me that she had a ghost that or a, a spirit that has been following her around for years. And you know, she says it wasn't bad. It wasn't mean. It just was there. And she always looked at it as friendly, but, you know, not, you know, much of anything. She's always felt its presence and everything, and she said it's always been with her. And she said it did, she doesn't see it for a while, and then all of a sudden it'll appear and she'll see it quite a bit over a period of time. Well, we, uh, shortly after we got married, I was, she was already in bed, and I was coming down the hall, and... There it was in front of me. And it wasn't something that I actually saw, but it was there. And uh-huh. if you've ever encountered anything, you know what I'm talking about. But it was just like a, a a presence in front of me. And I looked up, and I stopped, and I stepped back a little bit. And, you know, you always hear about the cold, how you feel that little bit of cold. I don't think right. it's so much... To- present of the ghost is the fact that you just have this chill run through your body
1: <laughs> it's right, there,
3: right there in front of you and uh you know i just i backed up and i looked up and then it was gone and i walked in into the room and i told her the next morning that i saw it and she says well i guess it's still around and uh it's been a number of years now since she's even mentioned it that it's even uh you know appeared for and all that but uh i'll never forget that it was actually uh I actually felt this this chill, and it was it was there. It was in front of me. So, uh, you know,
4: that's pretty cool that you, that you did. That you know, you know what she's talking about. Yeah, it's, it's... my husband and I, I. I seem to be the one they're drawn to, <laughs> which is one <laughs> of those. I'm like, no, don't. I'm in the cemetery. Don't bother me. I don't want to see you. I don't want to, know. <laughs> you know. And and my husband Brian is like, yeah, hey, I'm over here. Let's see, where are you? So we went, um, it was a few years ago, to a cemetery called Oak Hill, and it was in Washington, Indiana. And kind of, you know, cool cemetery, but it had not been taken care of. And it's, unfortunately, the the sad story of the people who had the cemetery just let it go. Mm -hmm. And a couple bought it and thought they could maintain it, and they had no idea what it was going to cost to take care of this so it was it was looking pretty bad and you could you could just feel kind of uneasy when you got there and it's in hills and valleys and we pulled up uh, on top of a hill and parked by a tree and Brian rolled the window down and he looked at me and he said did you hear that? and I looked at him and I said no, what would you hear? and he said, I heard a little kid laugh and it was like Wow, you heard something I didn't. How cool! Well, we both get out, and I do. You know, I'm looking for for the really cool stones. I'm looking for the tree stones. We're looking for the white bronze. You know, I've got my little list of of symbols and things that I look for, and Brian looks for the most bizarre things in the cemetery. The juxtapositions, the the trees that you you wouldn't believe. The bizarre trees in cemeteries. Oh. Um, that alone is a topic. I would love to know what causes the trees to grow in these most horrible, mutilated fashions. But they mm. do. They do. And yeah. so he's he's looking for the really bizarre. So we both take off, going different directions. And I had wandered maybe twenty twenty five minutes shooting, and I was trying to shoot this this white bronze stone. And I could hear this dog coming up behind me, running behind, going, you know, the little chain, ting, 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 And I thought, well, it sounds like a big dog. I I probably ought to check, and I turned around, and the sound stopped, and there was nothing there. <laughs> and when I turned back to look at the stone, over at the edge of the woods, I glimpsed a man, all in black, standing just off to the side. And I looked down, and when I looked back, he's gone. There's nothing to take a picture of.
1: Uh-huh.
4: Um, there is a statue of a little boy. I would say 1870s, 80s, little boy. It's uh, probably three, maybe four, dressed you know, in the old-fashioned outfit. And it was so strange. I went to take a picture of him, and it was like he was looking at me. Now, obviously, this is a marble statue, but for just an instant, it was like, there was a rapport. And the bizarre thing is, my husband is up on top of the hill and turns and looks and he said, that's the most bizarre thing. He took a picture and he told me, he sent it to me and he goes, who's watching who? And it's like, ah, that's what it felt like. That's what it really felt like. Well then, I'm walking later and as I'm crossing over to where he's found these great persimmons, (laughs) <laughs> it was that, whoa, persimmons are ripe. And I'm crossing across to where he is. And as I'm walking through the cemetery, I hear what sounds like an elevator that, that pneumatic whoosh, you know, when the huh. door opens. Yeah. And I felt this cool little breeze. And then the whoosh. And I, I stopped and it's like, okay, somebody is screwing with me here and I walked every I could not make it happen again. And I went and I got Brian and you know, I can't imagine what we look like to anybody passing because we're doing tiny steps back and forth in this like 5 by 5 foot area and it doesn't happen. It it didn't happen again. Yeah. Okay, so this this is my story about cemetery. Well, I took uh, a couple of my of my girlfriends who just absolutely want to go cemetery hopping. And they're both they both watch you know the Ghost Hunters and, and so they're like oh we got to do this. <laughs> Why well, do I? Don't I took to them. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah I took them last month and I had absolutely nothing happen here. Now <laughs> they are taking much better care of it, but in the old part, you know, I'm talking the 1800s part. It's it's been mowed maybe twice this year. That's it. Well, when we got in that area, Terry, one of my friends, heard a voice mumbling where Brian heard the child laugh, but she couldn't hear what they said. And my other friend, Tina, who is a photographer, has a professional camera. She is out shooting, and she's having a good time. And she gets over to this one area by a mausoleum, and the camera's trying to bring the flash up. Well, Now, we're there at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's bright and sunny. And Uh. she can't figure out why the camera's malfunctioning. So she closes everything down. She turns it on. She just wants to get a picture of this mausoleum. And the camera won't do it. It literally Uh. will not take the picture. So she turns around, and she walked into another plot, and she said she just got chills. And she thought, okay, now it's time to go back to the car. (laughs) And she's walking. Yeah, we were there about an hour, and okay. And she's walking back down the road, and she gets to the car and Terry and I are waiting for her and she got in and she looked at me and she said did you call my vo- my name and i said no and she was she just got choked up and she said you did not say my name and i said Tina i didn't
1: <laughs> and she
4: said as i was walking back i heard you say Tina and she said i turned around and there was no one there. <laughs> and so she had some sort of encounter with something. Which we yes. had been talking. She had come over to me earlier and she said, You know, I just don't see or hear anything. I'm I'm not getting any spook vibe here at all <laughs> And I said, Well, you know Maybe you don't want to say that next time you're in a cemetery. And she said, I didn't know they were going to listen.
3: They listen, yeah. They listen.
4: Something, something <laughs> you know, was, was kind of playing with her on that. So. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, okay, see, I'm not the only one who has this weird stuff happen in cemeteries. And in this cemetery.
3: Yeah, and it happened, yeah. others, yeah. That's funny. Yeah,
4: That's- it- it's a it's a bizarre cemetery. It's the most haunted one I have been in. I mean, with with stuff that just happens and happens and happens and happens, and it's happening to me or or one of my friends. Like, okay, yeah, we're not going to come here very often.
1: Well, when it
3: happens to someone else, I mean, it happens to you and you go, yeah, well, that's cool. But then when it happens to someone else, that's even cooler. That's, that's
1: yeah,
3: that's, that is that's fun. Uh, oh, two or three years ago, I visited. A bunch of my cousins and myself and sisters all got together. We had a cousin reunion in Iowa. Oh,
1: that's
3: cool. And, yeah, we hadn't seen each other in, like, you know, some of us hadn't seen each other in 40 years. I mean, we were, uh, before we all split and went our different ways in life. And so we all got together. And we went back to the town where all of our parents grew up. And we went around to the cemetery the local cemetery where a lot of the families buried and the cousins that live there still take care of the cemetery and uh, the stones and stuff and all the all the sites and they say that they come up there quite often and they feel presence of somebody and something in that cemetery but some of these wow. graves are oh, wow from 1850s and stuff like that so there you go again old graves and stuff but they say that uh it happens a lot, you know, people who've been to that cemetery actually don't like to go up there and take care of it by themselves. They always like somebody to be with them. So
4: I hear that I don't that know. makes perfect sense.
3: Yes, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I, I would wonder being there by myself also. Mike, do you have any uh thing to say to Joy, any comments or anything? Uh, just that,
5: you know, it's a common thing when, when, uh, hold on, I was going to send out another tweet here. Uh, it's a, it seems to be a common thing when, when someone has an encounter, like you said, you know, in the cemetery and you all walked back to your car and everything, that's, that's the mistake a lot of people make. I, I don't think I would make that kind of mistake. I would be pushing people over, um, <laughs> I would be making my own trail, uh, knocking down branches, Headstones, whatever I had to do to get out of there, because there's a certain point where you go, you have to think that's not right, and just like you said, like she said, you know, she turned, you know, she heard her name, it wasn't you. You don't keep walking back to the car. You you do what you have to do. Yeah, exactly. Leave them behind. You know, whoever's the fastest, you know, gets there first, and you know takes off or something. But this, when I heard that, oh, we walked back to the, no, that's not right. And granted, granted it's the daytime, but, and and I've been, I've been sitting, I've I've sat in in those at nighttime and it's, it's a thousand times worse. And I know if, I know if anything like, if, if the flash hadn't gone off, if I, you know, the recorder stops or something like that the flashlight stops working i would see in the dark and make my way out of there as fast as possible because at that point all bets are off you know it, it's no longer a you're not you're not oh i'm curious no that stops and that when I, when I hear that I'm like oh my God there's no way you know you you because know, you have reliable equipment you know the flash works you know that this I put fresh batteries in it and you hear about this yeah. stuff all the time and then all of a sudden I was recording and it went out and I changed the batteries and you know I did this I got another recorder that's gone at that point and <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> It's, it's my only, you know, thing on, on, on you know, people's reaction. It's like, uh, you know, the curiosity side would say, no, stick around and see what else happens. But then there's that other point of this isn't right, and it's time to go.
1: <laughs> and just, oh, I love it. It's like, uh, but,
5: but it's very intriguing, and, and to try to explain <laughs> that to somebody who, who hasn't been through that, you know and oh, they're probably yeah. sitting there going yeah well you know whatever you're you're thinking things up or whatever it, and it happens that changes everything and it does. and it you really know does. I've, I've been through a couple of a couple incidents like that and it and it's just uh, ooh okay uh <laughs> you can't explain it you know yeah. um yeah. you also you talk about uh on your blog and cuz uh, you do uh, joy's joy of wine and you have uh it's it's october and it's haunted and and you have a couple articles there uh, also on, you talk about Amityville on your uh, Grave Interest, which I thought was very interesting. Um yeah. But this, uh, this winery at Lagrange, uh, Haymarket, huh? Virginia. Um, yeah. Yeah. You talk about a couple of uh, incidents there, and and uh, you know, again, you go back to you know, it's it's an uh, an estate from what the 1800s, 1700s. Um, uh, late 1790s. Yeah, late 1790s. So you you kind of bring a, it's 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 like things are seem to be inhabiting these these older areas like you were talking earlier, and but the 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 incidents are still going on today. So you know that's that's a uh, uh, an interesting. Uh, I was reading that piece uh, for for starters there, but uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of information on your uh, website, and we'll uh, I think I put uh, did I put the links on the uh, description anyway. Yes, but they're, um, on, they're on the description. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anybody out there, check it out. There's a lot of uh, a lot of good writing on there, and it's and it's about wine on on Joy's Joy of Wine. That's the uh, you know the the focus of it. But uh, there's uh, there's some interesting places out there that are you know related to wine and the topic. So
4: yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: it's good stuff. That's um, one
4: thing. There there are actually more wineries out there that have spirits, but they don't want to talk about them. And yeah. I mean Never understood that. Yeah. Oh, people! People love that. I mean, they really do. And and I'm not saying do it for marketing purposes. You know, well, make up your own ghost and have people come out in October. But if you really have a story, mm-hmm. tell people because they they love it. Um, mm-hmm. When my husband and I had our winery, we had several ghosts, and we had a local uh, community group that you know were ghost hunters and i had a girls night one night and we had the, the place was packed i mean packed and they went to the back of the winery and they came back in about an hour and they're playing us these these tapes of a voice going where am i where am i and it was like oh dear because that is one place i never wanted to be by myself <laughs> after dark and I made the mistake. We had opened maybe a year. And, of course, I took my, my trusty dog. <laughs> <laughs> and we were over, and I was working on some marketing and stuff. And it was getting late. And I could feel it just got cold. It just got really, really cold. you know. And, and it was in the summer. <laughs> it was kind of weird. But a winery is kept chilly. You know, okay, well. And my dog, Murrow, walks to the office door, and his hackles go up, and he growls. And I thought, uh (laughs) uh-oh. And I got up behind him, and there is a man, an an apparition basically, because his feet aren't touching the the floor, in like a Frontiers outfit with the gun. And he is going straight past my door and walks through the wall. And that was enough for me. (laughs) And I did exactly what Mike said. I shut the door. I locked it. I grabbed the phone. I called my husband and said, get over. (laughs) <laughs> and the dog and I waited in the lap, I figured, well, you know we're probably safer in here with chemicals and things, and he came over he went everywhere, I mean, you know there's no hidden door in the in the wall, and we couldn't figure out what it was, but I have had things happen, and not only me um we used to have entertainment that would come people would would say, well, can we stay the night? And it's like, are you serious? Yeah, I'm (laughs) Whatever. Go ahead then, you know. Throw down your sleeping bags and have a good time. (laughs) And we had uh, one guy who at 3 in the morning left. And he locked, you know, this was an office, and he locked both doors as he left from the inside. And one door we didn't have a key for. It was like, oh, why did you do this? Uh He was so panicked. He left all his stuff. He just went out the door, slammed it shut, got in his car, and burned out. And he never would say exactly. He just he heard something, and he saw something, and he left. And so I felt quite vindicated. It was like, see, <laughs> there are things. <laughs> we we let people know that, you know, this place is haunted, so just be prepared.
3: There's lots of I, – I don't know if I mentioned it. We uh... – talked to a winery up in Virginia last uh, October, and I called the girl. Oh, oh, I called the winery early in the afternoon on a Thursday, and I said, I understand you're haunted. Can you know, someone be on the show? And the girl that answered the phone and said, sure, I'd love to be on the show and tell you about the haunted winery. I said, is this number good? She says, yeah, it's a great number to get a hold of me. About 6.30 Eastern Time, and they were on the Eastern Time also, about 6.30, she calls me. And uh, I, you know, I saw and I said, "Is there a problem?" She goes, "No." She says, "I just wanted to give you my cell phone number, and, and instead of this number, the winery number." And I go, "Well, you're going to you're you you going to still be on the show?" She said, "Well, she says everyone has left, and I'm not going to stay in the winery by myself because it's haunted. Oh. So I will be outside. and You can call me on my cell."
1: Smart
4: <laughs> so, girl.
3: A- yeah, I mean, you know, it's just. Uh, you know, you just have to realize. <laughs> so. Yeah,
4: and it goes back again to just like you said. You know, there are some people who are just going, "Hmm, yeah, well, maybe that's your imagination." But there really are people who, um, they call sensitive, who, who can sense, who can feel this uh, paranormal activity. And there are people who just, and maybe it's a mind block, I don't know, who just say, hmm, that stuff doesn't exist. So they don't see it, or they discount it, or and, they will come up with an explanation.
3: And that's just it. I was thinking about that earlier when, when you were talking. I think people, a lot of people might experience something that they can't describe, or a, a, a chill, or a, something in front of them that they don't know... And they discounted or tried to rationalize it because they don't want to accept the fact that it might be paranormal activity.
4: Right. And what do you do with that? I mean, if you've if you dissed it all these years and now you go, uh-oh, <laughs> you're kind of thinking, I don't want to back up on this now.
3: That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've told too many people I don't believe. I'm not about to tell yeah. them now. <laughs>
4: yeah. And now it's really odd, so... Yes. And you know that's um when I took my, my friends to the cemetery, that was the really bizarre thing for me was and <laughs> Mike won't want to hear this. But, you know, Tina said, Can we drive over to where this happened and see if you see anything? And it was like, Well sure. And so we drove over there and we stopped and and Terry, my other friend, is I mean, she loves ghost stories. She loves ghost tales. She's really into that. And t v said, it happened over there by that mausoleum. And I stepped into this plot, and that's where I got the chills. And then that's where I heard the voice, and I said, okay, well, Terry and I will walk over there and, and you know see if we hear or see anything. And I got out of the car, and I turned around, and I looked at Terry, and she's got both hands on the steering wheel. And I said, <laughs> are you coming? And she said, no. And I'm like, are you, are you I mean, you do all the ghost stories. You boys wanted to do this. And she looked at me, and she goes, no, go ahead. And I was like, <laughs> Crap, I'm out here. Now I have to go do this.
1: <laughs>
4: so I did. I walked over, you know, to the mausoleum, and I walked around. And that's where you're going, okay, well, yeah, it's kind of a little chilly thing, but maybe because I'm expecting it. Yeah, that's maybe that's just my mind, because nothing on the pictures, nothing that said to me, you know, ooh, I've had an encounter of some sort. But it just, it killed me. It was like, well, come on, let's go. No. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> but, <laughs> No, okay, no.
4: Well, you, you don't know how you're going to react. You really don't.
3: And why would, why would she think that the car is going to protect her?
4: It's a spirit. <laughs> <You don't know. laughs> oh, I don't know. That's a good point. That's good. But I know if Mike had been there, I wouldn't have seen him. <laughs> he would have been down over the hill and gone. <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs>
3: Why are we even still here? <laughs> yes.
4: Yes, obviously he would not be.
1: <laughs>
3: Which is
4: why if you go ghost hunting with Mike, you keep the keys.
1: Yeah, right. Yes.
5: Yeah. I've been on I've, I've been on several <laughs> of them, and, you know, in a group setting it's not too bad, but you know, like like the cemetery, you go sit in a spot by yourself and it's dark, it's 1 a.m. or something and, you know, it's yeah. it's uh, a different, you know. It's just uh, for somebody it's who has. Oh yeah, somebody who hasn't gone through it to to have something happen like that. Yeah, I'd definitely make tracks and and uh, yeah. a cloud of dust would you. Know, that's all you'd see of me. But. Um, but
4: yeah, and it, I'm with you after dark. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've done oh, this yeah, and less. it's been like um no your flashlight goes out your phone does, no this enough of this I'll stay in the daytime.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, and
3: I think I'd have to agree with all that too. I don't know if I'd be able to sit in the middle of a cemetery at night. Yeah.
5: And at at night, your mind plays tricks with you because uh, on you because you 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 hear things and you can't visualize it right off. You can't normalize it. That's that's the main thing. Is is yes, this is it. what's normal and and something happens and you can't normalize it. And you're thinking, uh, okay, you know, you, you have an easier chance of normalizing it during the daytime, but at night it's it's a totally different experience, and, and that kind of, mm, your mind starts going crazy at at that point. But,
1: uh, uh, <laughs> uh
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better things to do with my knife than sit in the cemetery anyway, so. <laughs>
4: we well, have got to do it at least once.
3: Uh, oh, you know, yeah, it's
5: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> A, I really want to do the one up in, uh, St. Saint, Saint Augustine. Um, yes. they have, they have a really nice, uh, well, nice, uh, cemetery up there, but it's, uh, ooh, uh,
3: I don't know about it at night, though. A lot of, they, yeah, right they, there. they do ghost walks and all that in St. Augustine. I mean, that's yeah. the, uh, yeah. advertised as the oldest city in America, and they, they do all sorts of ghost walks and, uh cemetery walks and everything up there
4: that's cool and it's also a great way to get people in the cemetery although it might be a little spooky but but you're getting them in the cemetery Mm
2: -hmm. and
4: you know it's most people when they find out that that i you know (laughs) i'd rather go to the cemetery than the mall which is pretty bizarre to people Mm -hmm. but (laughs) it's that understanding of it's (laughs) yeah, <laughs> you know, they're it's, they're
5: peaceful. It's an when, outdoor you know, museum. Yeah,
4: it yeah. really is
5: history. Yep.
4: It's you know I've seen, I've seen Tiffany's stained glass windows, uh, sculpture. You just go through and go oh, architecture. You know Frank Lloyd Wright designed a mausoleum. Uh, hmm. These are these are well known artists and and architects, but you never think you're going to find them in a cemetery. I mean their work. And there there it is. It's there. But people don't see it because it's just a a, a scary place to them.
3: Yeah. And that's the sad thing about it too, because there's a lot of well, your your blog site. Again, everyone, check that out. At grave interest, uh, uh it's Joy's other blog site besides Joy's Joy of Wine and there's there's a lot of information on it. It's a really fun read. Uh and it tells you about all the things that you can see and find and all that in cemeteries. You know, most people bypass them and cut around them and avoid them, except that they're going to go see a loved one, and that's about it. But uh, some of the old cemeteries that are, uh, you know, from the late 1800s and stuff like that are just uh, amazing.
4: The older the better, I think. I just love that, the old history. and You know, you can kind of get lost wandering around and, and looking at the dates and you're trying to think, you know, what was happening in the world at that time. And it's just, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a cool way to spend an afternoon. <laughs>
3: yeah, you know, it, it, and my sister's into genealogy and she's always at, in cemeteries doing rubbings and all that mm-hmm. and for information and everything. And she she said that, it, you know, you can always see if... Uh, uh, something happened, uh, an illness or something, because you see a whole bunch of people at the same date yeah. uh, where it struck everyone around the same time and things like that. And she's had a lot of history in it. It's
4: thought-provoking. It really is.
3: You know, and not to mention the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's <too. laughs> true. Sometimes scary. Mike, any other comments for Joy?
5: uh i n- don't think so i've just been
3: uh
5: reading and uh yeah going through uh, some of these pages
3: again so um so thank you very much for joining us again and uh we'll look forward to our next visit from you and have yourself a, a, a safe and uh scary
4: <laughs>
1: halloween <season. laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. It's
0: been fun. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, bye now. <laughs> bye Thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed tonight's Halloween edition of All About Wine. Be sure to tune in next Thursday, October 18th, for a special encore show. Featuring Belvoir Winery in Liberty, Missouri. The most well known haunted winery in the country. Be there, be there if you dare. (laughs) Thanks for listening. of a spooky week. We-
2: This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine.